What up, y'all? You already know who it is. It's your fave girl, D, and I'm back with another episode of Like You Said, where we have some real deal conversations. This podcast is brought to you by Vitamin D Entertainment. I'm so happy to have you here to get into this with me. For those of you who are new, thanks for tuning in. You are now officially in the mix. Before we get into this conversation, we're going to cut to the track and we'll get right to it. So, this has been a topic that has been requested by multiple people, so I figured, you know, I can't just do like a one-off episode about this, Um, so this is going to be a mini-series of episodes called The Faith Factor. Um, I'm going to talk about faith and spirituality um, and kind of walk you through my spiritual journey while also tying in like different elements and things like that because, um, you know, I kind of, I grew up in a certain faith background and then I kind of learned about other things and tried other things and have found my way back to where I started. So I'm going to walk through my journey, parts of my spiritual journey in each episode, um, and kind of tying other elements to that. So, welcome to the Faith Factor series. Um, this is episode one. Um, the title for this week is God is Great, God is Good. Um, that's kind of like basic childhood prayer that a lot of us in at least the Baptist Christian background have said or are familiar with or have heard or have been taught. And so that's kind of where I'm starting from, from when I was a kid. I I come from a very spiritual family. Um, my grandparents um, and my parents are of great faith. They talked to me about God, the Bible. They prayed with me. They prayed for me. Um, I went to church with them. You know, I just grew up going to church. My family was involved in church. So I did grow up in a black Baptist church. Um I should say I had a black Baptist church experience for the most part. My home church aims to be multi-ethnic, but the majority of the population was black where it's placed at geographically. There's a lot of black people in that area. That's where they went. So um my church family was made up primarily of members of the community I'm from. So a lot of people that I already known, people that my family knew, it was just like a big, huge, extended family. And so for me, I've mentioned this before, but growing up in a pretty much a white neighborhood, you know, I always felt like the other, and I didn't feel like that at my church. Um, my church was my safe space, culturally, spiritually, it was just really safe for me. Um, my mom was a Sunday school teacher when I was growing up, and my dad was involved in many different ministries. He served through, oh, like most of my childhood life at the church, whether it be through drama or sound or what have you. He was doing things, um, and my nana also served in the church 
And so they provided an example for me that I had wished to follow once I got to a certain level and I was actually able to contribute. I'm not sure at what age it was, but at some point, I do remember being asked by a community elder whether or not I was baptized. And I wasn't. And she asked me why not. And I didn't have a reason. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It just wasn't something that I thought about. You know, I had attended Sunday school and I knew the word. I knew the Bible. And I had actually, I'm not trying to brag or anything, <laughs> um, but I had actually like picked up like biblical knowledge very quickly and I'd advanced through Sunday school classes. I was always like one of the younger ones in my Sunday school classes because I would end up with the older kids who were doing some more challenging stuff, had some more challenging lessons. And I had a heart to serve. I wanted to help people and I wanted to do things for my community. So I decided to dedicate my heart to Christ um, and then, you know, show that to other people through the act of baptism. I got baptized at a really young age, but I was really excited about it. I really enjoyed learning more and more about the Bible and learning more about Jesus' ministry. Um, I had a great relationship with all of my Sunday school teachers and church elders. They really helped me enhance my spiritual gift of wisdom. They really poured a lot of wisdom into me, um, things that might have seemed as though were out of my scope as a child, but they saw that gift in me and poured wisdom into me. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the term spiritual gift, um, a spiritual gift is it's like an emphasized ability that we possess, which is given to us by the Holy Spirit that is within us. Um, and with our spiritual gifts, we as Christians, we as believers in Jesus, are able to fulfill the mission of God's church. There are a number of spiritual gifts. I have yet to meet someone who has them all. So if you go looking and you realize that you don't have them all, it's a-okay. Because what God has for you is for you. And what's great is that there's other people with the other spiritual gifts and it just creates this cohesive system, this amazing circular motion that just keeps on moving. Um, some of the spiritual gifts are administration, faith, uh, giving, uh, leadership or prophecy, uh, teaching, um, speaking in tongues, wisdom, and there's a bunch more. Um, you can do like a free online spiritual gift test to find out what yours is. Um, but they also have great um, information there about all the different spiritual gifts if you're just curious as to what those are. So like I said, one of my spiritual gifts is wisdom. And I, I saw that now that I'm thinking in retrospect because of all the information I really tried to collect. I really like the book of Proverbs. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I just pick it up and I read it every now and then just because it's so many nuggets of like wisdom. And 
they sometimes make me sit back and think. I always find something that I've read before that never resonated with me. And then after going through some experiences in life, there's something that resonates more because of the experience. And I just gain wisdom from that. So yeah, just reading uh, the Bible and, you know, learning about the stories and about faith. I enjoyed the narrative um, and just gaining more knowledge and understanding of Jesus and his ministry. You know, leading up to this moment in my life, I had this energy, this enthusiasm about giving my life to Christ, which I feel like it came from learning and understanding the freedom in God's love and forgiveness. Knowing that I was loved despite how I felt about myself and about my life, you know, it, it gave me a lot of comfort and peace knowing that I was loved because from a young age, I, I found that I questioned many things that I couldn't find the answer to. Either I wasn't asking because, quote unquote, I'm a child, so I need to stay in a child's place, or... You know, I would just ask something and I would either contemplate it for a while until I was over it, or sometimes, you know, I would get negative thoughts in my head and I would believe those things. One of those things, you know, a conclusion that I come to that I never really shared um, until I was older was that I blamed myself for my parents separating. I didn't share that perspective with my parents until I was a teenager. I don't even know how old, but definitely in the teens. Um, but I had that negative thought in my mind since I was at least seven or eight years old. And only God knew that. But through him, you know, speaking into my life and, and touching my heart, things like things like that, they started to matter less. I was bullied. That didn't matter as much to me anymore. I was a chunky kid, you know, and I was insecure because of it. You know, what I looked like didn't matter as much as it used to. Growing up in a white neighborhood, you get tokenized a lot. And then also, sometimes I didn't feel like I was black enough to be around my friends and family um, in black communities. And that didn't matter because I was created the way I was created and I have the experiences that I have because God has a plan for it all. And I learned that at a very young age. And even though I might not have fully understood it, I knew that everything was the way that it was supposed to be for whatever reason. And, you know, God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And if I am committing my life to him, committing my heart to God and to Christ, you know, I have to be willing to accept that and be humbled enough to give up that control, which is really hard for us. I think that's why so many people have a hard time with Christianity specifically, because it requires you to relinquish your ability to have control. Like, if you say you have faith in something, you're letting go of control. Anyway, I digress because... I will get into that later on as episodes go on and I get into more of my 18, 19, 20s area of my life and 
what that faith journey has been like in that part of my life, and I'll get into control and all that stuff. But yeah, once once being baptized, I began to serve in the church, um, following that example that was set by my family. I was on the drama team. I was in so many plays. I even became a junior Sunday school teacher at one point. I was teaching like the young kids, like five, six-year-olds. You know, and I, I served on Helping Hands, um, which is a ministry that does various things. I love being part of that ministry. Um, I also sang in the junior choir, which progressed as I got older, which I will get into as I progress through the series. But in a way, you know, the church really became my life, and I wanted to share it with others. Um, I was completely unashamed of the gospel as a young person. Um, But as God's light began to really show through me, you know, the enemy tried to dim my light many times. Um, I remember when I was about to get baptized and um, my new life teacher, I refer to as Nan, uh, Miss Thomas. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but thank you for everything you've done for me. You're amazing and I love you. Um, Like one of my best friends, her grandmother. So her Nan is my Nan too. (laughs) Um, It was the morning that I was getting baptized and I remember having this weird feeling that I didn't have the entire time I was preparing for this day. I was so excited. I remember the outfit I had on. It was fire. I was ready to be dipped for the Lord and I was good to go. My whole family was there. The church was packed. I was ready and it was like right before I had to approach the baptismal pool, I started feeling this like magnetic pull, like, you know, and I couldn't really um, discern exactly what it was, but it made me afraid. I think it was, I think it had something to do with the fact that I didn't know what was going to happen after I came up out of that water. And Nan, Miss Thomas, had come up to me and she said that I needed to have faith because once I come up from the water, the devil is going to try to get me more often than ever before because I've dedicated my life to God and that makes him afraid. And what he does is he tries to make you believe in God less so that he can feel more powerful. The enemy is intimidated by God. So anyone who says, yep, God, I'm with you. Let's do this thing. The enemy freaks out. And so he tries to attack you in different ways. And so she was preparing me for that. And I think that I'd heard what she said, but I didn't fully understand it until life seemed to have gotten a bit harder. After being baptized, you know, there were social factors that contributed to some of my experiences as a a child, whether that was economic or geographical, health-related, yada, yada, yada. Just so many different social factors 
um, that contributed to my experience, which made things a little bit more difficult than it seemed to have for others. I often felt like growing up with a single black mother, there's experiences that you have that other people haven't had. You know, most of my friends, their parents were married and they had siblings and this, that, and the other thing. They're just like things that I didn't have, which often made me wonder why me and my family weren't allowed to have certain things. Like, yeah, it was a weird time. Um, anyway, some things were just like a fact of life, um, and it's part of my story. Things that I can't control or change. Um, I had some unexpected uh, losses growing up um, and some that I didn't quite understand. You know, there's people who were like kids, like teenagers who weren't much older than me that I had grown up with who had passed away. And I was really confused and almost a little bit fearful at times because um, I didn't understand. Because up until that point, you know, death, from my experience, was only something that was experienced when someone got older and, you know, their health just began to deteriorate or they got really sick. But, you know, there were just things that I was confused by. And I was like, why does God allow this stuff to happen? This doesn't make sense. And this kind of turned into a period in my life where I very slowly began to dim the light that was within me. And I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. This brought me to a season that slowly progressed and it began to really challenge my perspective on who God is. And so, you know, as we get into these next few episodes, I'm going to open up even more <laughs> about my experiences in my search for faith. Um, and when I get to the end, you'll see um, that God has been and still is good to me um, throughout all things. And perhaps you may even want to give God a try if you haven't already. Um, or if you have and you stepped away, you know, walking back towards him and just like I said before, we're always evolving and changing and our perspectives are always shifting. And so therefore, you know, there might be something that gets revealed to you now that you weren't able to receive beforehand. If you have any faith questions, please, 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 please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about it. These episodes aren't intended to, you know, recruit for the kingdom of God. But if something is on your heart and on your mind and you want to talk about it more or you're considering giving God a try, whatever it is, like, I got you 10,000% hit me up. I mean, more than happy to talk to you um, about it. And I mean that for real, for real. Um, as we get into it more, you're going to learn about me tapping into, into other, like, practices, spiritual practices. And so... Trust me, when I say I've been there, I've been there. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to the first part of the Faith Factor series. Um, please share 
you know, send it to somebody who you think might be able to identify with the story of, you know, being a church girl growing up. And then things start to get flipped around and you have no control. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to get into this series. It's something that I've been working towards for a while. Um, I'm just getting back into a space where I'm feeling comfortable talking about my faith. And you'll learn why um, as things go on. But I'm really happy that on this platform, I feel safe enough to share this part of my life with all of you. And so thank you so much for listening. Um, Tune in next week um, where we're going to dig into it more, kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of when I was really starting to be tested in my life. And so thank you. You already know what it is. As I always say, I love you all so much. Peace and love. See you next week. God is good. See, may your strength.